Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to what I'd call episode 26 and um this is as usual Kenya's market map weekly podcast uh business finance East Africa you know we give you the in-depth analysis of what's been happening on a weekly basis my name is Kigen Kiplimo and today I have someone who is a bit early today eh? <laughs> this is Daniel Kalia Um good to see you Dan. Um it's been a couple of weeks since we put out an episode. Yeah. Uh, I think three weeks if not two, right? We've missed two weeks. Oh, yeah. two weeks. We've missed two two weeks of not we, recording. We were actually on a workshop stroke vacation. Yes, <laughs> where it was decided that because Easter makes a lot of bad jokes, he shall not be allowed <laughs> in this episode's recording. Yeah so guys what we were doing essentially is we had gone uh we had gone into hibernation mode and uh to restructure the podcast and to come up with new segments and uh see and we've always received comments from you guys and now this was time to sit down and see how we can incorporate the comments you know the things that you'd want us to add into the podcast subtract into the podcast out of the podcast so these are the, we were taking that into account so today what we're going to do we're just going to have a conversation with Dan about what has been happening in an unstructured way really <laughs> and um, so Easter Fanning um, has extended his vacation and actually thanks to to Easter's employer the boy has seen the shows of the indian ocean mm. it's very it must be nice <laughs> it must be nice yeah so hista <laughs> will be will be joining us next week um he's just uh got for you know q1 is over so mm. they were seeing how to structure for q2 yeah yeah so guys um tell us uh of course uh in the comment section how you're feeling how how you guys have been doing remember as always on twitter is at marketmap_ke linkedin kenya's market map you can also find us on facebook at kenya's market map also guys check out our website it's going to be upgraded very soon kenyasmarketmap.com good things are coming there like share and subscribe done so how how have you been man in the in the couple of in the two weeks that we haven't seen each other i have been well i have been okay um just of course it's the usual a lot of work uh-huh. um it was my birthday on monday oh so. happy birthday man <laughs> i didn't wish you a happy birthday imagine Hey. <laughs> Dan yeah. Dan Dan is late for the podcast. So, it's hard to wish you happy birthday. <laughs> But yes, yes, I think as we as we move forward um highlight man eh? What what has stood out for you? Other than me turning a year older? Yeah. Um I think the there was a lot of those earnings week for banks yeah ooh banks and, has been big. and it was something we were to cover <laughs> um when they came out but i think the biggest standout was standard chartered's dividend yeah. payout wow. which was i think their highest ever it just had to be dividend hey eh? 14% <laughs> dividend yield my guy i think um <laughs> the the payout ratio was, was i think around 80% mm. yeah they've joined uh, bet yes. on that front So I think that is what I if you that's when you've asked the question that's the first thing that's yeah. just come to my mind. Yeah. That that really stood out. I mean now going into the conversation about banks and and results that are coming out. I mean Equity Bank of course. I mean top of mind impressive <laughs> 40 billion PAT. I mean wow wow. 
I mean, yeah. nobody has ever gotten to that. They're trailblazing, you know, as it stands. We had KCB coming second at 32 billion PAT, mm-hmm. you know, and banks have really, really done well. Um, I, NCBA, uh, they did around 10B. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barclays, Absa now, they're doing around 10B as well. Yeah. Um, we are having uh, Standard Chartered. They did, I think, around 9B. Yeah, uh, we had of course uh, Standbeek uh, doing around seven B. So banks really, really did well. Oh, cooperative bank, they did sixteen B. Yeah, you know, really, really did well. So, so I mean, and this is something that is reflective of, of course, the half year results and the th- mm-hmm. and the, and, the, and the Q three results that we we were talking about uh, in the previous episodes. And this was very much expected. You know, very much expected. Yeah, yeah. A rebound of the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the question. I I. I wanted to have but before i ask the question because the question is is the bank's performances is it a true reflection of how the economy is performing or do you think there's a split uh in textbook terms it would be reflective but in this particular case it's not reflective and it's simply because there is a battle be- there is a battle between the government and the private sector for the bank's loan books yeah. and we know who gets the lion's share of that <laughs> so even if you see pats you know going doubling you know 100% plus they are going up but these profits are coming from who they're coming from the government yeah and i think even now so touching crowding out yeah touching on equity which you said posted the highest yeah 40 uh, billion yeah for them earlier james mwangi had mentioned that they do not want to be a lazy bank yeah <laughs> and that they're going to reduce their allocation to government bonds to government and, yeah but yet again the allocation to government paper actually increased <laughs> <laughs> okay he so, made he made that <laughs> statement i'd say he made that statement uh three quarter into the year so probably let's see in this let's in this, this financial year, okay, year uh, there'll be a change okay so it's too early to judge them yeah and because he was saying that they don't want to be a lazy bank that takes mm-hmm. money from depositors mm-hmm. and puts it into treasury bills and bonds yeah yeah so okay let's see then this year whether they'll actually follow what they say but it's not indicative 100% yes, that yes, yes. there is growth here and and i mean one thing that that um actually came of interest to me and this is something that was actually came out uh, so the mpc the monetary uh, policy committee mm-hmm. of the central bank yeah. um held a session and one of the one of the things that came out from the mpc is that the provisions loan loan loss provisions have actually increased by 1.29 1.3% mm. and for me we saw a lot of provisions in 2020 yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 understandably so mm-hmm. because of covid mm-hmm. now towards the close of the year 2021 mm-hmm. loan loss provisions increased yeah so does that say something that probably since we you know there was a rebound now we are sort of like plateauing and almost going down a bit um yeah but also it could be that could that be that 1.3 is is sectoral it's a whole yeah sector. yeah it that could be a reason but also there has been an increase also of in lending to businesses i think yeah i mean guys, so because loan books, more yeah because more guys yeah. are getting loans also mm-hmm. it makes sense for uh, uh, the provision also to to I, I actually had I, i had not looked at it that way because you know loan loss provisions are are a factor 
of, yeah. <laughs> of your outstanding loans. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you increase your production, your mm. overhead costs are gonna go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes makes sense. <laughs> but but I guess now the 1.3 percent margin is, I mean, well within the line. Yeah, it's not it's not a big change or, yeah. or, or sudden change. Actually, it is expected. It is expected yeah. to be to be at that rate because we saw. I mean, banks almost most of the banks double digit, double digit. Of course, uh, except Standard Chartered, <laughs> <laughs> and we saw this also during the half year results. Yeah. Uh, that of course i mean looking at how the bank is structured and and the clientele they are not you know the appetite their risk appetite is not as huge compared to <laughs> other banks yeah uh, i think i think just banks generally are trying to be as risk averse as possible yeah um i don't know whether it's part of the strategy of trying to push the CBK mm-hmm. to be more accommodative of risk based yeah. uh, pricing mm-hmm. so that they can be able to charge retail customers higher yeah than what they are currently meant to do now speaking of charges i noticed something do you know that i was actually very impressed with standard chartered and their non-funded income in this case non-interest income mm-hmm. they are really doing good eh yeah I think yeah they're really really doing good and at, at the back of this is is something that was published in the business daily i think in 2019 that the most expensive bank account to service is a standard chartered bank a mm. uh, standard chartered account um that costs 17000 kenyan shillings every year oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean the, the the charges that they've set up <coughs> of course of course sometimes you know as as uh if you if you hear 17000 for mm-hmm. a for a for a whole year i mean yeah. to <laughs> to 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 service that account but again of course people just look at the 17000 but then they forget the you know the the services that come yeah, yeah, with yeah. the 17000 so non interest income there was really good uh the lion in the savannah i am not happy with the non interest income there i mean a lot of work needed to go there and i mean i'm listening to Lawrence Kimadi the CFO say that a lot of work really needs to go there mm-hmm. um that the non funded income is is not there their strength points and you know non funded income actually it what it does the importance of it is that it it lowers the It's, it's it's sort of diversification of portfolio yeah, because yeah. in the event that you're not lending out a lot mm-hmm. you still have income on this side yeah, yeah yeah i think that's why again going back to standard um talking about that account i think they call it the all in one account yeah. um usually the benefits include especially if you if you're doing uh rtgs transfers mm-hmm. what not what not like they tend they're actually free like as local transfers um are free so if you actually think about it it's like you're saving <laughs> the amount that you'd have paid assuming you have a lot of standing orders ah. um you know to your circle to yeah. whatever whatever um if you have those then those payments are those charges mm-hmm. if you if you have set them you might find that what you'd have spent yeah. is actually lower but talking about diversifying i think standard are trying um in that sense they recently they launched the money market fund yes yes and it was in the market map trivia yeah <laughs> <laughs> so working together with sanlam yeah um they launched a money market fund yeah and i think of course they are getting the the there's a there's, is it a 1% commission that they charge oh that's affordable that's yeah, I mean, as, that, a, that's as, as, as an admin fee yeah 
what they charge uh, when you open uh, a money market mm-hmm. account with them yeah. then the minimum you can invest is 1000 bob aha uh-huh. so trying to make it possible to for guys to invest mm-hmm. and then it's it's quite cuz even for me i actually just put the money in the market in in, in the market. Oh, you open an account there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just to see the process how it's like. Yeah. And it's very really seamless. Like everything is on your phone. There are no papers to sign, no forms you go scan. But that's because you already have a Stanchat account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But even see opening a Stanchat account anyway you don't need to go to a bank okay i'll get a stanchat account and, and, and see for myself <laughs> yeah it's literally you can open a stanchat account now on your phone oh, okay. and yeah i think they they usually organize for your atm to be sent to mm-hmm. where you are um so that whole process still from getting an account to opening mm-hmm. that account yeah. is is easy uh-huh. mm, like no forms you go scan yeah. your details you where what what i'm not totally sure of is If you need the money how soon you can access it oh. i think they, they said because for me it. for me i use uh cic money market and withdrawal takes two to four days yeah so yeah. mostly it takes two business days and mm-hmm. the money is in is yeah because even for me your well, current yeah. account because for me also um at i was also at at nabo capital yeah for them same same similar thing uh but there is uh cyton cyton you can cyton is immediate yeah, yeah star 827 just is there it, is that the code i don't uh, know the I'm code not 100% yeah. easter would know easter would know <laughs> but uh, alas he's, he's <laughs> i mean uh, looking at looking at the at the banks now that um uh something interesting that i came across that uh, a number of banks are looking to open new branches so we have dtb looking to open 20 it, branches oh it's 20 not 40 yeah 20, 20. <laughs> so we have ncba looking to open 12 uh and cooperative bank 17 and this is in the span of 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 2022 mm-hmm. um coming back to dtb ah pina <laughs> street has been crazy about dtb <laughs> and this is because a share i mean we had dtb as a, as a stock of the week mm-hmm. i think it around the episode it? uh it was among the first ones yeah, well, around yeah. 12 11 around there um you can always check that out and the thing that you know dtb the share price has been crumbling yeah yeah pat has not been doing well and now people are are starting to raise concerns about the management of dtb mm-hmm. because the ceo has been there for over 20 years yeah um the board they are looking to see I mean what new thing will DTB present because mm. are DTB going to do a share buyback you know <laughs> because people who hold DTB the stock are, are concerned yeah and if you look at their counterpart uh in the Aga Khan umbrella mm-hmm. you look at jubilee 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 <laughs> issued a special dividend i mean on top of an interim dividend and a full dividend yeah because the special dividend was five shillings per share i think special dividend was five shilling the mm-hmm. final dividend was eight and the interim was one coming to a total of 14 and i suspect uh, i even posted this on social media that the special dividend might have been because of the germany fact <laughs> the alliance <laughs> yeah, yeah and again you remember the well well We have also had Jubilee as our stock of yeah, the week. Yeah, we had Jubilee as our stock of the week and I think at that point when we were discussing the issue of payouts. Yeah. Um or was it when you were discussing payout oh, wait wait it it was was it EABL or BAT? Is it PS Arena which was the one that has a, a shareholder with 84 with 80, 84%? Yeah. Oh. Why am I forgetting? Which business was that? Flame Tree. Yeah, Flame Tree. <laughs> yeah, when we were discussing the dynamics yeah. of dividend payouts when you have one person um 
with a good shareholder who's locally based mm-hmm. as opposed and compared to companies that have an international shareholder how for the company this in point BAT yeah. when you have a bigger shareholder who's not in the country they yeah. tend to have a higher dividend yeah. so we were, we were talking about i mean uh, BAT was one of them that's normally in that scenario mm-hmm. um that's where you find absa as well yeah because <laughs> mm-hmm. they have to pay to even now standard even now standard <laughs> it's really indicative really really yeah. indicative yeah it's interesting and you find that now jubilee of course pays dividends to the agakan development network mm-hmm. um dtb is also supposed to be doing the same thing yeah but i don't know why <laughs> But you see, I don't know whether it's because the Agakan, because for me, the thing that I can point as the difference is Allianz coming in. Yeah. Although Allianz, it's not like they took up the entire business. It, it was just general, the general insurance. insurance. Yes. Yeah. But I, I think part, maybe part of the agreement was yeah. like, uh, the dividend payout maybe to be relooked at and that kind of thing. Dan, let me take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of general insurance, we have seen that resolution insurance Um this is this is actually from my end I mm. don't know from your end from my end this is unverified reports all I've seen are pictures on social oh, media Oh the one of auctioneers that, yeah that they were auctioned mm. the thing that I know and this is this is a conversation that I had with some players in the insurance industry this week including the regulator mm. that resolution has been struggling financially yeah, for a while. no doubt yeah. and uh this was after it was sold by the owner um it had a previous owner and uh, mm. mm. used to own resolution insurance and sold the business of course now the business is having issues okay yeah. and the thing is they have not been paying the hospitals Yeah yeah so they have a huge debt with the hospitals mm-hmm. so that's those are, that's one problem yeah. i think there's and a point where most hospitals even stopped accepting yeah even on social media if you search resolution insurance mm-hmm. i mean people are raising red flags yeah, don't yeah. don't take up the, the medical cover I mean, the biggest red flag i think was and there was a time you asked about it eh? yeah, on twitter co- uh, on twitter but also last uh, towards the end of last year i was looking for health cover yeah. health insurance cover and i reached out to a friend of mine who was working at resolution at the time and he told you eh. even her she was like let me recommend you yeah. <laughs> let me give you a recommendation of places you can look for, for sure, health insurance i'm sure i'm sure our listeners and viewers would love to know places <laughs> that you are recommended to yeah uh, i guess britam is one of them um actually no oh okay you are recommended to britam wasn't recommended uh of course jubilee mm-hmm. um uap mm-hmm. um aar mm-hmm. i think those were the top three. Mm-hmm. yeah but then i also got quotes from uh Madison yeah. as well uh, so uh, i i guess you picked Madison no 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 i went with AR ah. yeah. how's how's the experience so far customer feedback uh, i have not been sick thank god ah, so right. <laughs> good stuff <laughs> Matanti. i do not uh not okay um <laughs> but weirdly they were not covering for covid most of the most of the companies weren't yeah. and, and here's the thing when and when covid broke most of the companies wa walikuwa mekaza that who declares covid as a pandemic mm-hmm. because once it's declared a pandemic yeah. the rules of insurance mm-hmm. strike it out mm-hmm. so you can't because and the thing is a lot of because information hasn't come out you know mm-hmm. it's 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 a pandemic it has just come out mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of information you know there were still people are still thinking about you know even the even the measures you know mm-hmm. how do you contact this thing is it by air is it by what yeah. is it by contact mm-hmm how you contract it now most of inf- information needed to be given so what insurance guys like to avoid is 
is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Okay, not knowing what will happen. I know that's the base yeah, of, yeah. of insurance. I mean, it's about risk. <laughs> but then now, they're actually covering. No, because for me, I remember when I had... I've seen a number of companies that have come out with 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 a package that is inclusive of COVID simply mm-hmm. because information has been known about COVID that if you get COVID, these are the meds you can yeah, use. Yeah, this yeah. is how the, how much the meds cost and everything mm-hmm. about the treatment. Yeah. So for me, I think when I even the COVID test, they told me the COVID test would not be covered. Ah. Which, yeah, I, I I don't understand why because if I have an outpatient cover, yeah, that has a limit, it should take then it will just deduct it from the from the from the limit. Total, yeah, yeah. From the if if you finish your limit, it's yeah. Done. So I didn't I didn't really understand that and I was not very happy about it. So that's yeah, that's my customer feedback. You know, if you come to the modeling of of insurance, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Yeah. So I was told they wouldn't cover the the so they didn't cover. So I had to pay for the COVID test oh. um, in cash and which ilikuma. Sana. <laughs> sana, 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 but it's fine. And do you know what? Uh, speaking of general insurance, so this week it was reported by Citizen TV that Resolution Insurance have decided that for the next 90 days they are not um, they are not issuing policies mm-hmm. for general insurance. Mm-hmm. And this is because of the financial issues that they are having. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying uh, the thing about them being auctioned is is unverified claims i've just seen it on yeah even yeah, even i saw the pictures i haven't seen you know it could be pictures from anywhere you know this country <laughs> yeah but i don't know i don't know whether they'll be able to recover from this the biggest issue the biggest thing they are losing here is not even their financial stability it's actually the customer paranoia yeah now since you've had this about resolution bro i'm telling you if someone is to tell you to advise them <laughs> on which medical cover you'll be like i don't know a lot like but i know that you should not take resolution yeah, yeah, so yeah. that perception that's mm-hmm. their biggest yeah cause. so that's yeah that's even exactly my thought i don't know how they would come back from this unless i only feel like it's unless there's a new investor who comes in yeah. to try again. they're actually looking for a cash injection yeah yeah to give the cash, people the cash injection but i also think even hospitals will still be wary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Taking them back. I know I know I know I know one uh, hospital owner who resolution owes him 20 million <laughs> Kenyan shillings. Yeah. And the the uh, if you talk to him <laughs> the the what is it called the odds not necessarily the odds like uh, how forthcoming they are in paying mm-hmm. like it's it's not very clear because yeah. they're having financial issues so yeah. and if if that person is to reenlist mm-hmm. <laughs> is to reenlist and have like people who have the resolution insurance come to to the hospital and get services mm-hmm. would be tricky man eh? <laughs> yeah very tricky yeah and now speaking on resolution on insurance generally the last week yeah yeah last week i had a meeting with a business owner who runs a diagnostics uh, clinic so uh-huh. you know your x-rays yeah. cities blah 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 all that kind of thing and i'm surprised they do only take cash uh, they don't take insurance and i asked why the, okay this person runs a hospital it's a clinic it's a clinic yeah. and they only take cash it's only cash no no insurance okay When you say that Dan even before you continue in my thinking ah umtu amejifungia sana biashara because today if you don't have NHIF in your clinic you're missing out on a lot yeah but now the thing is apparently for you to get listed yeah you have to pay 1.5 mic for NHIF 
just for NHIF. <laughs> for you to to be listed by NHIF. Mm-hmm. And that process currently it's hectic. Yeah. I've I've been I've been doing some work around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's apparently it's a hassle and it is. this to person does not want those hassles. And you know what the problem is? Mm-hmm. You see today if the way you have if Sun and Shield was a hospital mm-hmm. and then you open another branch in Eldoret or just next in mm-hmm. let's say uh, you open another one in Kampiamoto. Mm-hmm. Do you know for that clinic in Kampiamoto to be listed mm-hmm. even if you have this sun and shield in kabarak mm-hmm. they're treated separately 1.5 mic there 1.5 mic <laughs> here for them to be listed in the as in crazy i feel like that's a lot why <laughs> why why but anyway but apparently even for the private insurance yeah. uh, companies also it's a bit of a hassle also to get listed yeah uh, okay guys are asking for i don't know i don't know that kickbacks or whatever mm-hmm. yeah smoothen the process yeah which is I'm very surprised. I, I was expecting that for NHIF. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yes, that does I not mean, surprise government. me. Yeah, but I was very surprised that private. Insurance. But for me, I mean, it. I, I would be for corporate. I mean, corporate is unforgivable because if I'm Julius King, a teacher, and I'm hearing that <laughs> someone is taking <laughs> bribes to list a hospital somewhere, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going crazy. Fear. Yeah, 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 someone is going home, bro. <laughs> so I was very surprised to hear that because, yeah, but anyway, I don't think it should be that hard. Businesses again goes back to the whole process of running. Yeah, that, that we talk about because yeah, you're losing a whole portion of yeah, you're losing. Because today th- and and this is so. Let's just look a bit. Uh, take a look at the equity Afia model. Okay, mm. so equity Afia has all the insurances, mm. including equities insurance. As 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 um, as as this, they have equity life assurance, mm. but now equity as a as an agent mm. to underwriter. Yeah. yeah, mostly Brita. <laughs> you know the connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the thing is, they don't have NHIF. They have all the other insurances. Mm-hmm. And Equity Afia, the model is that they they go into into uh, areas where there's high population, mm-hmm. and then you know they get a lot of numbers there yeah, because yeah. their services are subsidized a bit. Mm-hmm. And they're having a huge challenge because they don't have NHIF. Mm. And the biggest insurance in Kenya is NHIF. NHIF yeah. yeah. So they are missing out on a number on a number of customers. Mm-hmm. Of course in the of course the reason behind that is to be able to promote their own brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But the, still they're missing out. Yeah, it's <laughs> the interesting thing about NHIF um and I think part of the reason why NHIF suffers. Yeah. Okay. If you to look at the, the statutory deductions that mm-hmm. go to an NHIF if you're employed. Yeah. And that side um Usually, the employed uh, people mm-hmm. is really that for aspect. you. You pay NHIF and you still have your own cover. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. And a good, even a number of because th- in my previous employment, um, it was the the cover was with UOP. Yeah, but if you go to a hospital, they first deduct from NHIF, NHIF okay. and then um, UAP. do do the your UAP UAP uh, cover. Yeah. But the the thing that I was saying was. Outside of the employed people, yeah, when you're looking at people who are actually just voluntarily looking for cover and they go take up NHIF, mm-hmm. most of them tend to be the people who actually require um, NHIF. NHIF services. Yeah. So you can't pay, it's usually 1500 to start, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if the rates have changed. Yeah, and, then and then you, you go get your treatment punch for months. X. Yeah. yeah, you go get your treatment. Then once you're well, you stop paying yeah. <laughs> NHIF. So for NHIF, they end up the premium that you've received compared to the claims that they will get. Yeah, there's a big. And valuation. then you know the thing is, um, so today if you stop paying NHIF, mm-hmm. and then you come and repay, mm-hmm. 
and you come you come back to to the paying scheme and you mm. start paying it will take you three months mm. for it to sort of mature so yeah. that you can start accessing it mm-hmm. and i think one of the thing the biggest motivators to people taking up nhif is when giving birth because mm-hmm. that has been a big issue for for many um young couples and families yeah, yeah. you know who are not really financially stable mm-hmm. so because if if you're going to if the lady is going to give birth and they it happens that they require uh, you know today okay thanks to the jubilee government you can give birth for free mm-hmm. okay with or without nhif mm-hmm. but the thing is if it happens that they require c section even before jubilee government <laughs> you can still give birth for free okay just that the pain <laughs> level and management of all <laughs> If, if in, in, in any event you need C-section, that's mm-hmm. when now it gets you know upwards of 70 Gs. Yeah, yeah. But then now with NHIF, it's free. So many, if you talk to many, many young couples mm-hmm. and, and guys in their 20s, the biggest motivator is, hey, when giving birth, <laughs> you really need that NHIF. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. Um, so Dan, um, I think there's, there's something that very very interesting that uh i have i have to big up uh for the two weeks that we were not around ah <laughs> there is some so cf cma uh sorry i was, I was about to say cfa <laughs> cma capital markets authority has the sandbox mm-hmm. where businesses that sort of have a new model a new product in the market go through yeah you know where they're regulated you know they're checked and everything mm-hmm. before it's released to the market full scale yeah so we have robo advisor i mm. don't know if you know about robo advisors I, i remember reading something about it yeah but you can tell yeah so uh we have so robo advisors um so first of all uh there's a company called forefront management limited went mm. through the sandbox and so this is the first robo advisor product that's coming into the market and essentially what robo advisor is it's like it's a software that uses you know analytics and algorithm and ai mm-hmm. okay artificial intelligence so for example then if you 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 get into a google uh, form mm-hmm. you fill in the details about your financials probably this how much i earn this how i spend this how i do this then automatically using that information yeah. it will give you um it will give you a financial plan it's going to mm-hmm. give you financial advice so whether it's on saving whether it's on investing this how you're going to do it mm-hmm. so i mean it's like you see financial advisors yeah but then now it's going to be on ai so it's it's really interesting this <laughs> of course is, has been available in in the, in the us and, and in yeah, the west yeah, i think the, from 2008 and then probably in the early 2000s but then this is the first time it's coming to kenya really really interesting stuff yeah it is space. it is i, I I'm, i'd be curious to see how it yeah how it i'm, I'm going to definitely check this out uh, <laughs> just to see how 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 it's working uh, we've always seen of course the 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 50 30 20 rule and mm. many other things yeah. and uh, so this time now we are going to have robo advisors and to see how it's playing you know the, the personal finance space over the past i'd say five years has really has really grown a lot mm. we've seen so many players coming in and so many kenyans taking up courses you know yeah. we've seen content on instagram on tiktok about personal finance well mm. here's robo advisors <laughs> check them out the company is known as forefront management limited so check them out and look yeah interestingly about this personal advice space it's it's taken me back to uh, going back to stanchart and yeah. what they're doing so when you have the stanchart how much have these guys paid you for this I, episode they should they <laughs> should send they should do you have my details <laughs> so what as uh, they do in their app they mm-hmm. do have a um an investment option yeah where you can set up like your investment profile mm-hmm. and they try to determine your risk uh, tolerance levels yeah. uh-huh. so uh, out of curiosity i wanted to 
to fill to fill it out and when you, they tell me how risk averse or mm-hmm. maybe not risk averse probably they use that when when issuing <laughs> your credit eh? uh, but yeah but yeah, i didn't finish it was it was too many questions ah <laughs> but they have a question questions on your level of knowledge on on this finance products yeah. or money markets uh-huh. um Uh, exchange traded funds blah, yeah. blah 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 all that uh-huh. then there's a section which i don't remember what questions there were but i just didn't have the time at that point <laughs> yeah. to get into it so i didn't finish <laughs> it maybe i'll finish it and see what my profile is uh done so let me try you out market map trivia so this market map trivia you can so prepped actually today i didn't come up with the questions mm-hmm. okay so just um helping out our listeners and viewers you know always new things when they come up we mm. always you know um tell them about it so yeah. there's a company known as sharehub and what sharehub does is that you can find quizzes there you can invest it's an app check them out mm. so today i'm going to test dan borrowing questions from sharehub one and today i'm just going to give you three questions not five <laughs> okay um <clears throat> when is it officially so this question number one when is it officially a bull market in the stocks a Let me repeat the question first. Yeah. When is it officially a bull market in stocks? Choices: A. When a broad market index records a 20% gain from its previous low. B. When a major market index hits a record new. C. There's no official definition. D. When the analysts stroke pundits of the major news channels announce so. <laughs> A feels like the correct answer when a broad uh, market <laughs> index records a 20% gain from its previous record that's your answer from its previous what was b b when a major market index hits a record new a feels correct a feels correct <laughs> okay even i don't know the answer so i'm I'm, i'm currently in the share hub uh, app so mm-hmm. i'm just going to check that out uh, uh, to see if you got it Uh, accomplished correct answer yes oh okay <laughs> let's move to the next one <laughs> all right question number two. um this i think much easier the question says profits made from investments are reported as profits made from investments are reported as option a capital gains option b capital losses option c bull markets do i need to give answer for d yeah capital d, gains bear markets <laughs> so the answer is capital gains of course yeah good correct answer you got it you know it tells you that um question number three, the, th- the last question we're just gonna ask three today which terms most accurately describes selling shares at a higher price than the price at which they were bought for a profit b dividend c loss d asset profit unajishuku uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course you got it three out of three so i mean uh, these questions are going to help you learn a thing or two so yeah. again once again check out shahab they haven't paid me no it's just some <laughs> good friends and uh, good insights things to check out it's called jikuze quizzes so mm-hmm. check that out yeah anything you want to try me on today 
<laughs> I I didn't I didn't give me give me maybe I, do they have more questions? Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Today uh this is a mini podcast. Um <laughs> so this is why we were while we were away uh of course new things are coming up uh following from episode 26 new segments coming up and uh, of course the comments that you've always been giving us we're going to incorporate them now and be able to restructure our podcast even more. Remember you can always find us on Twitter at @marketmap_ke LinkedIn Kenya's Market Map Facebook as well Kenya's Market Map and Of course check out our website kenyasmarketmap.com. You found something try me. Uh, that's what I'm trying to or next. Okay. Let's see whether there's a question. Of course there is. Ah okay. <coughs> Which activity is most likely to increase shareholder value? Mm-hmm. I'll repeat the question. Which activity is most likely to increase shareholder value? A minimizing the company's cost of capital. B financing the company's business with expensive debt. C maximizing the amount of corporate assets D investing in projects that are always the least risky which is going to increase the shareholder value, value yeah it was minimizing the company's cost of capital mm-hmm. then B was financing the company's business with expensive debt nope maximizing the amount of corporate assets mm, if you maximize asset than investing in projects that are always the least risky. Uh, actually, I have a dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interestingly so. Uh, okay, investing in, so you've invested in projects that are low risk. Does that 100% guarantee that shareholder value is going to increase? At this point, I think I the think business just, should just go take some water. I'll just I'll just <laughs> go with A. <laughs> yeah, it sounds correct. Yeah. I think it is correct. Should be correct. Cuz yeah, minimize, minimizing the company's cost of capital it means yeah. you're reducing your finance costs. Cuz we've always talked, you know how how I'm normally big on finance costs <laughs> of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And all, uh, yeah, so minimizing the company's cost of capital, that's the correct answer. Yep. So financing the company with expensive debt, you're just increasing your that's the finance cost. Yeah. <laughs> maximizing the the amount of corporate assets. I don't even know what they mean by corporate assets. You know, when you say maximizing corporate a- Uh, so when you maximize it means that you're what you're going to do is like you're avoiding situations where you have dead asset or idle asset mm-hmm. you remember the issue that we're talking about about Nairobi hospital mm-hmm. and the fact that their laundry equipment mm-hmm. they're using it for commercial services yeah. outside their own cleaning mm-hmm. so probably that's what they mean but then I, it's I not guess. 100% I mean, I don't know what they meant by that <laughs> yeah. then investing in projects that are always the least risky this yeah. means a less risky low risk low return yeah. so you're not maximizing Uh, shareholder yeah. value. Ah, okay, that was a good question. Yeah, <laughs> so um done. Before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. What's new? Uh anything else? Um no, nothing else. Uh ah, shout out to Sun and Shield School. Uh KCB <laughs> results came out the other day. Yeah, they did well. They did very well. Means of 389, which is amazing. So if you have a child, just slide into my DMs <laughs> at Daniel Kale on Twitter. <laughs> okay, thank you so much guys. I know this has been a mini mini episode but we just had to quench your thirst for Kenya's market map. And until next time, remember, it's nothing personal, it's just business. Cheers. Cheers guys.